Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Box Office Vacancy. This is your co-host, Robert. And this is your co-host, Reggie. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Hope you're staying uh, safe in these trying times, all the good stuff, especially because now you have a whole new streaming service to uh, be able to worry about. That's right. Uh, this past Wednesday, involved the launch. It is Peacock does not come until July, Reggie. Damn it! I want um, my NBC. It's it's not quit. It's not Quibi. It's not the CBS All Access relaunch that is supposed to be coming sometime this summer. Um, it, it's not Film Struck. It's not. Uh, let's see. I mean, like what, what we, other like what other major corporations have that? Uh, Okay, we got to think about. No, no, no. Well, remember, the the whole reason they're relaunching CBS All Access is because I think they're just they're just going to call it like All Access or something. They've still been kind of coy about what they're doing. They're going to add all the uh, all the Paramount movies and all that. So, yeah. Well, no, actually, uh, a week or two ago, they already added like a ton of Paramount classics. Like it actually has the Godfather trilogy right now. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's like the only place that you can actually stream uh, the Godfather movies. And uh, no, we're talking about HBO Max, which is not HBO Go, which if you have an HBO uh, subscription, you do not have access to HBO Max yet unless you have a cable service associated with AT&T and DirecTV. But it's also not HBO now, which if you didn't convert over to HBO Max, um, you have to cancel your current HBO Now subscription to be able to sign over for HBO Max, even though both services are literally the exact same amount of money at $14.99. So, yeah. so yeah, Red, AT&T how is, how is, is really ex- great. How is it's your like, what's how has your experience been with all this? No, I haven't yet to set up. Oh, because okay. again, we have like my family has HBO now. And and it's like AT&T. What's the like what's the deal, man? <laughs> it's like, no, like we this should be like an hour-long rant on fucking AT&T. Because like my family, like my family in Indiana, they their only cable provider is AT and T, and they fucking suck. That's like, yeah. It's no, like it's, here, it, got- it's 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 the same way in uh, well, no, San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio is like it, it used to be the base of AT and T. Like, uh, remember in the eighties, they broke up AT and T because it was too powerful of a conglomerate. So they made no, no, the baby. No, no, no. They, well, they made the yeah. baby bells and um, SBC. Which use, uh, which was stationed in San Antonio, became big enough to buy the conglomerate that AT and T was able to become again. But then SBC changed its name to AT and T, and now AT and T owns its own news network and entertainment company. Yay! Glad that we were able to stop that conglomerate because in the 80s, they were able to recognize the potential damage to the economy that a massive media conglomerate could do to the economic landscape. I'm so glad we learned our lesson, Reggie. I'm so glad that we learned our lesson. 
and didn't allow uh, that nightmare scenario to actually happen. It's great. Uh, I mean, like Reagan didn't do anything for the media, but everything else they all consolidated. <laughs> it wasn't until Clinton. Clinton wrote the communications bill. Yeah, thanks, Bill. I mean, no, sorry, no, he didn't write it. He signed it. He signed the communications bill. Uh, Sonny, that, that's yeah. Technically, and, that was Sonny Murdoch. And Murdoch, yeah, and Murdoch. Uh, I think, like, yeah, Clear Channel was like uh, was like one of the was one of the uh, uh, like proprietary uh, like the ones that were put. I mean, the poli- I mean, uh, damn it! Why am I why am I blanking on this? Simple lobby was lobbying the bill along with uh, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of the big players at the time were like, you know, really trying to push for that kind of thing. You know, Eisner was pushing for it. Turner was pushing for it. Um, And we could thank Sonny Bono, um, you know, shares X uh, for not just being a major force behind that communications bill, but also being a major force behind the copyright bill, uh, which means basically even when you die, it stays within the company for 90 additional years. So Cher, honey, I love you. You're an icon. You could have just stayed married to Sonny. You could you, 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 you could have just done that. You could have just made him have I mean, different ambitions. She wouldn't, she wouldn't want to ask her if she stayed with Sonny. That is true. That is true. What are, what are we trading here? The consolidation yeah. of economic power or shares performance in Moonstruck? I would say yeah. that's a 50-50. 50-50. I don't know which one w- w- the world would be better without. <laughs> but yes, uh, HBO Max launched uh, this past Wednesday. Um, fortunately, we were able to convert over with it. And there's positives. There's also some confusion with it. Like they, they have curated content. They have a ton of content. That is a positive. Um, they have the TMC curated collection. So you have like basically the Criterion collection on there, which is amazing. That's awesome. Um, they have a... Uh, they, of course, have the Studio Ghibli collection. To me, that's like a huge factor because this is the first time Studio Ghibli films, other than like Grave of the Fireflies, has ever been available on a streaming service. Like I know internationally it's available on Netflix and like Europe and Asia. That's markets, only if you have VPN. Yes, like, if you have VPN. But for American audiences, this is the first time that any of these films have been able to be streamable. On the, and it's just that's amazing. You're talking about like some of the best animated films ever made now finally being able to, you know, be streamable. Um, it's and of course, it has like, you know, it has HBO in it. Like it, it, yeah. it, it, it is basically your HBO now, but yeah. now it's Max and they couldn't just fucking flip over people over to HBO Max because of course that would be too fucking convenient for people. So of course you got to make, yeah. you know, a whole fucking loophole for it. Um, except right. there's so, so yeah. in this content here, here, here's my question. Two. Do you get, do you get any late night, uh, HBO, uh, HBO content? Like all the sleazy stuff or any other Skin to Max movies? Oh, Reg, they took those out like two years ago. Like, I know they it, took it out. I know they took it out. They do not have those on here. They do not. 
Like the, they they don't they don't they don't have the bunny ranch stuff. Um, Damn it! They do not. Um, but but what I mean, say, since the guy died, I mean at least they can keep his his memory alive. Yeah, he he. Yeah, I think he was still able to get like votes. Like he he tried yeah. to like the guy that was in charge of Bunny Ranch uh, tried yeah. to run for senator. He died like a month out, but he was still on the ballot. And I still think he got like something like thirty something percent. So Nevada really loved that fool. I gotta say, I, mean, um, well, I don't think he was a Republican. So yeah, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, certain certain areas are. A little more trim than I anticipated. Like the Adult Swim area is really trim at the moment uh, because on Hulu, a lot of Adult Swim shows, you know, they just let it expire, right? Like uh, any of the Tim yeah. and Eric stuff, any of the Eric Andre stuff, even like the really weird stuff, like you know, um, Xavier Renegade Angel or Frisky Dingo or. Um, just any of those or um, Drinky Crow, like some of the really weird ones they had on Hulu. But then, of course, the contract lapsed. But the Adult Swim section is pretty barren. Like they, of course, have boondocks because we're getting like an official new season where Aaron Magruder is actually coming back to be the showrunner for it. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. But but and of course, uh but yeah, it's it's actually really bare in that regard. Uh, they have like Har- Harvey Birdman and Tony Edwall? No. No, they don't, like, have, they don't have Birdman? They they have Space Ghost Ghost to Coast, but they okay. they don't have like a Harvey Birdman. They don't have the Brack show. Um it, it, they, they don't that. have like moral oral. Like they actually don't have like a lot of like um I wonder I wonder who owns those rights because um with because even though they are even though they were produced for Adult Swim, like for the Boondocks, they were produced through Sony Television. So I'm wondering who's like uh, like who's the uh, like which subsidiary was producing these shows? Well, well, most with, uh, Adult Swim, most Adult Swim shows are produced by William Street's company, which is essentially yeah. at this point a subsidiary of. Um, you know, Adult Swim and uh, Cartoon Network and Turner Broadcasting. So, but yeah, there's like, it, it, it's really trim. Like even stuff that's like me, like the stuff that they make, like um, I'm trying to think, I think they have squid billies, but they the don't have okay. like, they don't have like super jail, you know, they, they have, like robot chicken. They do have all of the robot chickens, but they don't have like the other, ones that they did you know um i don't know it's very it's very odd it's very very odd or even like the current shows that they're doing like uh the shivering truth or any of like the ones that wonder the wonder shoshin guys did yeah um oh yeah what's that I, fucking like, live action one that had pat and oswald in it i'm trying to remember uh, uh children's uh, hospital no 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 it was like oh but yeah, it, because I, know, I remember it, it, one of the shows was the one where where it had a, that fucked up kids show thing, so like 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 kids of course are going kids show kids show. Was that one of the shows? Then? Uh, it was, but remember that was on MTV. I'm saying like the guys that oh, yeah. that made that show went on to do like 
Xavier Renegade Angel and the Shivering Truth and other like really, 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 really profoundly fucked up, Uh, but amazing content. Like, I really wish Xavier Renegade Angel was on HBO Max because I, I would honestly do a course on that fucking show. Like that show is like one of the most it feels like a fever dream watching that show. But it's just one of the most bizarre, funniest things that anybody could be able to watch. And um, the 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 other thing, too, is that the Cartoon Network one is actually kind of trim, too. Like you would think, like just filling out content, like look at Disney yeah. Plus. Disney Plus has every cartoon series they ever had their hands on. But Cartoon Network, uh, that's a lot of- uh, not, I mean, like that, not necessarily. I mm. mean, like. I mean, like, did they have like gummy? Like, uh, I mean, it's been a while since I was dumped through it, but I do remember seeing like gummy bears. They or, have gummy bears. They have. have gummy a, bears? Uh, I think they have every Disney it's, Afternoon series except for that. Like, what, what was that weird ass one that was kind of like a Ren and, their take on like Ren and Stimpy humor? It was like meat and. Ah. Uh, I mean, like, do you remember Bump in the Night? Bumping the oh on ABC it was an ABC Saturday morning cartoon or like oh it was a claymation one I loved that one that was such yeah. a good one no but man they don't or have uh, oh, well, that's well, okay so so here's so here's the thing it's like I grew up watching um like Cinderella uh, Rock and Hammer started Cinderella with Brandy they don't even have that I had to go out to like freaking YouTube to watch like a bootleg copy of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Here's an interesting thing, Reggie. Here's an interesting thing. Bump in the Night wasn't Disney. Um, It was on ABC, but they canceled it when Walt Disney Company bought ABC. And like all of the Saturday morning cartoons that were on ABC before one Saturday morning, they just canceled. They just fucking cancel it. And it was like, bye bye. We're making our own shows now. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Oh, well, I, I mean, again, it was just like one of those random things uh, that I pop up to my head. Um, yeah. But but I'm, a, I'm sure they have all the classic like cartoon cartoon stuff like Ed, Ed and Eddie, Curly, Courage the Cowboy Dog, Johnny Bravo. Uh, actually, Dexter's Lab. They do have Dexter Slab. They have Powerpuff Girls, but uh, let me double check. Because like, do they have like Johnny Bravo or? Uh, uh, they don't. They don't have Johnny really? Bravo. No. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, that's what I'm double checking. I don't think they actually have Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh. Yeah, it's 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 so. Ed- it's, it's so bizarre that it's like weird because it's like oh, encourage the cowling dog. I mean, like even like some of them were like they're off. Uh, well, Foster, I think they do have Foster's. Uh, imagine, I mean, Foster's home imaginary. They friends, do. Do they? They do have that one. They do have that they one. Pretty much have, like, so. Anything that Gendy produced, they probably have. Yeah. Here's here's another weird thing about the service though, is that the way that it actually like, okay. It's very confusing to actually navigate through HBO Max if there's like a specific thing you want to take advantage of as far as, you know, um, exclusives and everything. Like the big thing with HBO Max is that now it's the exclusive home for the Big Bang Theory, for Friends. Friends is, of course, they're like gargantuan 
um, exclusive. In fact, before coronavirus, they were going to have like a live reunion, two hour reunion special. You know, yeah. that that was going to be like one of their big Max originals. But obviously, then, with everything that happened, that didn't go through. They have Fresh Prince of Bel-Air exclusive. Yeah. And what's weird is that, like, if I just want to watch sitcoms, I can't just like search sitcoms. Right. Mm-hmm. Or or right. another thing like this was the thing that people didn't know if they were going to be able to have. But, for example, they have all eight Harry Potter films, right? Like that's a, right. that's a pretty, pretty fucking important thing. Like being the one service where you can be able to marathon Harry Potter films, but I mean, bizarrely. Like, we have all the Hobbit films, all the Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. So. Actually, no, they do not. Really? With, with all right, for, right. This, this, oh yeah. I think Lord of the Rings is still tied with uh, Netflix at the moment. Uh, yeah, you would think that would or actually uh, I stand corrected. Um, OK, they do have the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so good for them. And they do have all three Hobbit films. So, OK, yeah, they're, they're, they're new line, man. I know. I know. But yeah, but bizarrely for Fantastic Beast, they only have Crimes of Grindelwald, but not the first one. And it's like, wait, you're the home of Harry Potter and you don't have like. It, uh, why, that, that, why are you missing one? Dead. It's weird. Honestly, consider that series dead. No, they're still gonna make. They're still gonna make another they're one. Gonna, they're still gonna make another one. I mean, like, I, like it's almost four. Like, when the next one comes out, it's gonna be like five years between the second one and the third one. Yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of franchises, yeah, their their DC section is like. Really kind of poor, like and and that's been a really awkward thing because like I guess like AT&T or Warner Media in this case, they still want to make DC Universe a thing, except they're going to have the second season of Doom Patrol premiere on both DC Universe and HBO Max, but they still have exclusive series for DC Universe and I don't know. It's it's so it's, it's like again. It, it, if they want, if they want to stop these people from pirating their shows, make it fucking convenient. It's like if you make it convenient for people, people are willing to pay for shit. It's just make it convenient. We we have people that have like, worked for Cartoon Network. We know friends that have worked. Um, on like DC animated projects. And it, it seems the, the biggest takeaway that you can have from it is that even though everybody is in the same house, it feels like everybody has to have like their own keys to their own room and they have to like find the key to be able to talk to another person, even though they're in the same building. I mean, DC comics moved to Burbank just to be able to have like a little bit better homogeny. And you end up having a streaming service where you're bragging about the fact that, Hey, we're a company that owns DC comics and you don't even have the fucking Nolan trilogy on your HBO max streaming service. Like they don't have Batman begins. They don't have the dark Knight. They don't have the dark Knight rises. They, they have, have all steel. the other Batman films. They, they have steel. 
They if they do have steel, okay. very very relevant. I mean, I'm 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 uh, I'm down to watch steel. From what I remember, it would be better to watch the John Henry. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's slightly better than John Henry, but it's like, but still, check it out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, like, but, uh, as a matter of fact, I watched Kazam more than than uh, Steel and the, and Kazam and the copy of Kazam we had was on bootleg. It was a bootleg VHS copy. So, so you get to hear the audience in the background. <laughs> who, who on earth would go through the effort of making a bootleg copy of Kazam? I, I, again, it's one of those things where like a dude rolling to the theater with a big ass VHS camera tape recording the screen so you get to hear all the audience i swear to god that's how i watch some like half like a lot of these like some of these movies like independence day i didn't know that movie was in widescreen for the longest until like uh but again i've been i watched it for years on bootleg like yeah that sounds that sounds amazing but um okay so just clarifying for our audiences yeah, the Cartoon Network section does not have Courage the Cowardly Dog, does not have Johnny Bravo, does not have Ed, Ed and Eddie. It, it, and it's like, where where else would you stream those guys except on this? Right? Well, Hanna Barbera, like, well, what with all the Hanna-Barbera stuff? Like, okay, this is this is what I mean about how fucking confusing the actual cata- uh, the categories are right now. Uh-huh. Is that they have okay so like the classic cartoons mm-hmm. right that they have yeah so they do have, they have Flintstones and Jetsons right they do have Flintstones and Jetsons like I- incredibly they do actually have the entire series of the original Flintstones and the two live action movies and Jetsons and do they have well, do they also have all the TV movies? So, like, The Man Called Flintstone and The Flintstone Meets the Jetsons and Jetsons the Movie. Uh, let's see. I don't think so. No, they do not have the TV movies. Um, they do have really? Jetsons. They have the Jetsons movie. Okay. Like, yeah. I, like that was the one that I watched a lot as a kid. Uh, like I did see a lot of Flintstones meet the Jetsons, and then a man called Flintstone was yeah. their uh, was the parody of spy movies. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say I just have to make this quick note. It's it's always the thing that is like kind of blown my mind about the Jetsons is that as prolific as the Jetsons are, they only had three total seasons, just three. Just three seasons. That's it. Like the well, the, I mean, Flint, the Flintstones went for seven seasons. You have something like Scooby Doo, which is going to be like the final thing that we say. Um, but yeah, like you would think that for a show that's like so, you know, culturally recognized as something like the Jetsons. The Jetsons actually ended up with only sixty episodes when all was said and done. It's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Like the Flintstones was it, it, it can't be emphasized enough how much the Flintstones was like an actual almost comparable to a Simpsons kind of phenomenon, at yeah. least for the age where it's like you have the Flintstones. 
on primetime television. On primetime television. Like the only like the next show that was actually able to do that was the fucking Flintstones. You know, like I'm sorry, The Simpsons. The Simpsons was the next show to actually be a primetime animated show. And even then, it's like if you go into YouTube, you can see them like uh, like when they first started out, they were like you know had sponsors. They did like you know bits where they uh, sponsored Winston cigarettes. Winston cigarettes. Yeah, they actually advertised that they, they yeah. actually did it. And in fact, even in like weird progressive ways, um, like y- you know, there's the famous thing about the fact that um, I love Lucy. In I Love Lucy, when Lucy becomes pregnant, she can't actually say the word pregnant because due to the uh, code of ethics, you couldn't actually say the word pregnant. So when she tells everybody about it, she has to say, I'm going to have a baby or I'm with the baby. So the fact that like in the Flintstones, just within the span of five years that you were able to have Wilma actually say I'm pregnant. That was actually like a big fucking deal for a primetime television show to actually say the word pregnant. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, as far as like all the old school Hanna-Barbera stuff, it's really just the Flintstones, the Jetsons and the main title and Scooby Dooby Doo. You, you mean to tell me so, you don't have no Huckleberry Hound, no uh, Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw, uh, like none of those I, cartoons? I, I would say, I would say, Reggie, the bigger guy that you're forgetting is Yogi. Oh, wait. Oh, this is what I mean. This is what I mean about navigating this thing is like, OK, let's say I actually want to watch like some of the old school stuff. They have Yogi Bear. They have all of the episodes. They have like the full seasons of Yogi Bear on here. How about but Top Cat? Let, let's see Top Cat. All right. They do not have Top Cat. Really? Because, like, they've been, like, again, what's funny is they've been making, like, some of their properties, they've been, like, outsourcing to, like, Mexico or, oh, like, top, South America, where, yeah, like, where, uh, where they're making, like, feature, like, movies. Yeah, yeah no, folks, Top Cat is, like, like Top Cat, like you might know him here in the States, but he's huge in Mexico and South America. Like they love Top Cat there um, to the point where like, yeah, uh, they're still making new content for Top Cat in. Uh, yeah, in Mexico and South American markets. And yeah, that, that's what I mean. If, if I want to watch specific stuff. And I think Disney had the smart idea where they did a really good job of introducing the pillars where there's four specific pillars they have. They have Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, inexplicably, but uh, but yeah. still, but still good to have. They own it, but yeah. And oh shit, what's the fifth one? Oh no, oh. Pixar. <laughs> Pixar, that's right. Yeah, so it, it, Disney's been able to have like a clear, like, okay, this is the three, this is the five guys that we have specifically for you. And I think that for HBO Max, it's just like, as we just discovered right now, I just discovered that it does actually have Yogi Bear on it. 
And let me just search Scooby. Let me see what they have for Scooby. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right. So I'm curious about I'm curious about what Scooby Doo because I'm sure they have Scooby Doo. Where are you, Scooby Doo? I mean, um, there was uh, there was Scooby Doo at the movies. That's where they that's where they like hey, hook up with celebrities. The Scooby and Scrappy Doo. There's Seven Ghosts of Scooby Doo. Uh, Pup named Scooby Doo. Like there's so many iterations of it. But I'm wondering about the okay. movies. He movies that I grew up on. Okay, here's because, the here's the current Scooby Doo content that they have. Yeah, they have, of course, the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? Then they yeah. have the Scooby Doo show. Then they have Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. Then the new Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo show. Then the okay. old new Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo show. And they even fucking have Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo and his like redneck ass cousin Yappadoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um. And yeah, they, yeah, like, like they, 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 yeah, yeah. They were like, I forgot. Uh, uh, I, I, re- like, I know, I know the damn theme song, and they show him all the time in that, in that, in that opening. Yeah. So, yeah. and, so, yeah, and so, of course, yeah, they have the, uh, they have the two live action Scooby Doo movies. They have the first Scooby Doo, and they have Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed, and it's worth bringing up the hilarious facet that James Gunn is the co-writer of both of these fucking movies. It's like you're talking about this guy that basically ended up bouncing straight into like, you know, splatter core, uh, splatter gore horror films. And then, of course, was able to bounce on to be like the main maestro for Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's just hilarious that like his first major gig was being the co-writer of the Scooby-Doo movies. And he has said his original script would have been R-rated. So no, no telling what we would have ended up with if James Gunn was just able to make I mean, this movie that they wanted I mean, to make. Obviously, they're going to like, obviously, he made Shaggy a pothead. Like the like the big, I mean, like that's one of the big things he uh, that he probably would would go. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, don't James so lazy? I feel so lazy. But here's but no, no. Hear me out. It's one of those things where where it's like if you grew up watching Scooby Doo, you would think of all the random shit of all like you know like your don't mind what like would put Scooby Doo in, and and it's obvious like it's really obvious that they would do. uh like we'll have you know have Shaggy as a pothead. I mean, even even in the even the uh, the first Scooby Doo movie, they did a sight gag where uh, where like the whole mystery machine was smoking, but they were like cooking like pizza or like or or hot pockets or something in the van. But it looked like you know they were hot boxing in the uh, in the van. Which which to me is the interpretation that I think is better for these characters. I think the whole shtick about like, oh, they're just smoking weed, her to her. And it's like, don't actually have these characters be potheads. Like, I find it more... They they eat a fuck ton of food, man. I I find the Harvey (laughs) Bird... They're they're, they're paranoid all the time. Like, again, it's like it plays into the whole pot. But it's stereotype. They're 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 scared. Of, they're paranoid all the time when they go into these like creepy situations, and they always are hungry. Okay, here's my counter to that. I am in the Harvey Birdman camp, where it's just these are all taken extremely <laughs> out of context, 
and they're just like goofy, all right, all right. hungry, dork uh, cowards. Uh-huh. If anything, okay. you know what I gotta say. You know what I gotta say. Isn't it weirder that the three that Fred, Daphne, and Velma are just people that can just go into like these abandoned, dilapidated, haunted buildings and just be like, "All right, gang, we're just gonna separate. Good luck, you two." Honestly, I feel like Shaggy and Scooby are the ones that are like legitimately like, "Um." What if it was real? What if like these are actual ghosts? What if, and it's like they're coming at us with swords. They're like shooting shit at us. They're like they have no. all these contraptions and traps and shit like that. If anything, I feel like Dude, they're they're, they're, t- of the they're approaching the, they're approaching the situation more realistically than I feel like the other three are because the other three are way too gung ho for like. 60-70% of the shit that they get in where it's like, alright gang we're gonna go on this abandoned fucking uh, cruise ship without okay. like walkie well, like, talkies or anything, we're just gonna go into this abandoned you know, fucking mountain or cavern or old abandoned mine we're just, we're just gonna fucking go inside this place and just, you know do some investigating right? Come on yeah. gang yeah Honestly, honestly, if you want the best Scooby Doo movie, like with the with the whole entire gang, I would say Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Now, see, this leads to the like, or I mean, the, the 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 bigger thing about this movie, right? Um, so we're we're gonna talk about Scooby, but also just the host of movies because I don't know if most folks realize it, like. Scooby-Doo is still making series on and off continually. Um, You know, they're they're still like every two years, uh, they'll have like a new iteration of the show exists for three, four seasons. And then they just move on to a new version. But also like they still make new movies. In fact, in the past, like three, four years, they made like three movies that was a yeah. Scooby-Doo WWE collaboration where like you would have like John Cena and the Undertaker and See, Roman Reigns. And it's like it was it's, a direct collaboration. They made a kiss collaboration. They've gone into fucking space. Like, well, here's the, here's the thing. They have well, like 20 of these the, fucking things. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the series has like has the legs, like no other, like, like nobody's business. But, but the, I mean, this precedent for it. I mean, like, even though it's weird that Scooby Doo is doing it with the WWE, but it's like, remember, there was a time where Scooby Doo solved mysteries with Sunny and Chair and the and Harlem Globetrotters. Fuck yeah, like, Jinx I'm and kidding. Gilligan's Island and Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's like, Island. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like, it like it, this was in the 60s and 70s. So, like, well, pretty much, no, 70s because, you know, 69. Anyway. No, no, well, it, 70s it, through the 80s. Like, remember, like, yeah. well, all the, well all the, no, but I'm saying, but like, all the celebrity stuff was like in the 70s. But, but, like, but me growing up, I remember, like, I remember Scrappy Dude, like, this ep, like, a lot of the episodes, like, I do watch a lot of the old episodes, old school episodes. Those episodes with the celebrities, but like a lot of it was like Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo stuff was 80s era. And that was like, that was like a really, 
really, really dark time for Hanna-Barbera. Like at that time, yeah. either, either they would do stuff like Laugh Olympics or the space stuff, or it would be another Scrappy-Doo and Scooby-Doo show. Like yeah. it, it, it was real, real bottom of the barrel stuff. So much so that like you could like remember a lot. Eventually, I mean, those like, scraps. Well, honestly, that's why. That's why. Honestly, for spoilers for Scooby Doo, the first movie, the live action movie that they made the villain Scrappy Doo because everybody hates Scrappy. Like they like. I mean, honestly, that was like probably a thing that James Gunn did put in the original script was now nah, we're going to we, like either they made Scrappy do as a villain or they made him fucking annoying to the point where the gang will kick him out. Yeah. Yeah. Like just that, it, it, the, the yeah. 80s, the 80s were not good for wasn't good for the company and to the point where like the Scooby-Doo community um, will say the red shirt. Shaggy series because remember at a certain point these Scrappy Doo episodes they didn't even have like Fred Vellman uh, Daphne yeah. in them it would just be yeah. Shaggy but like a red shirt Shaggy so yeah. a lot of people in the community just are like they don't even consider it canonical anymore yeah well we like, will we'll be like the 13 Ghosts I think it was like the 13 like one of the 80s series was like the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo where they tried to like where they were actually trying to capture like ghosts or something like they, they never for, like, fucking found the 13th yeah, ghost but, and but, it fucking yeah, but, pisses but again, me off to this day but again, but again that day. was the one but but again, that was the one with the three of them. And I think Daphne would put, like something would pop in. in and no, out. they like, had some like fucking random girl and some like small. Uh, that's what I thought was like, like Daphne. Yeah. But uh, oh, do you. But I mean, here's the thing. Go to HBO Max and see if they have uh, Scooby-Doo and the Boo, uh, Boo Brothers, uh, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf or Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul oh. School. Oh, Rich, Rich, Rich. That's going to be my thing, and it's going to lead to us finally talking about the new scoop. None of the movies are on HBO Max. None of the eight, none of the eighties Red Shirt Shaggy movies. None of the Scooby Doo and Zombie Island stuff. None of the WWE stuff. None of the Kiss crossover stuff none of the alien stuff none of the uh, ghost vampire stuff none of the movies like the directed dvd movies that they made is on hbo max and i want to use that as a segue to scoob which as you as people may know scoob actually went even further than what trolls world tour did where they actually either gave you the option to rent it for $19.99 or to just buy it for $24.99 because, you know, that's been the model for Scooby-Doo movies up to this point is like just selling direct to audience, you know, because yeah. that's just been the way that they've done it. And it's like but, do, but the, what, what they're trying but to but use. But even with the movie, Scooby it's like. Like, like, it's like they could have easily gone with legacy voices at that point. Like, that was like that was the thing that weirded okay. me out. It's like, why would you have like these celebrity type voices when you got these legacy character okay. voices that you probably save like money? Okay, on, that's on, something. On, that's something we need to. That's something we need to bring up. So, okay, 
I just have to wonder what the pitch was for this movie and how we ended up with what we did. Okay. So I mean, you, you, I, you, you make a three, you make a 3d scoop movie, right? Yeah. And you clearly are banking on the fact that you have arguably three, maybe even four generations of Scooby-Doo fans at this point where they have like a very the kind of people that are still that buy every Scooby-Doo movie release that comes out. Yeah. You know, to this day, you're talking about like a uniquely multi-generational kind of, you know, property to have. So you you make a 3D one that you're going to release into theaters. It's the first like animated Scooby-Doo movie to be able to be released in theaters if COVID didn't, you know, fucking end up happening. But then you make the decision to not go with the legacy voice actors, not tell them that you're replacing them with celebrities. And then in every single advertisement that you have for Scoob, you don't even bring up the celebrities that you used to replace the characters. I didn't even know that Jason Isaacs was the voice of Dick Dasterly until like a fucking week ago. I didn't even know that Mark Wahlberg was the voice of Blue Falcon. And it's like you replaced Matthew Lillard. You replaced Great Dilly Smith. You literally have Frank Wilker there, who you still have doing Scoob, but you have him doing like a well-spoken Scoob, which I just never got used to. I never got used to like him speaking like in complete sentences as opposed to like, you know, the fractured English scoop that you used to. So it's like it's still him, but you have him talking weirder, you know? So it's like, what was the point? What was the point of replacing the legacy voice actors if you were just not going to bring up who was fucking doing the voices in the first place? See, part of me, like, part of me, and, like, and, like, part of me, and and kind of hinted, like, throughout the movie, and especially in the end credits that they're trying to build this head of the I'll get in on that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that bugs me about about this is, is even in the movie, it's like you got Dick. Like I, I understand having Dick Desley and Muttley in the film, but Blue Falcon and Dynamite is like so obscure. I mean, it's like you have to like grew up on Cartoon Network and watch old episodes of Blue Falcon. I mean, like, and the thing is, is, is like what they, they made a movie. Is- they already made a Scooby-Doo movie where the Blue Falcon was like a part of the plot, except in this Scooby-Doo movie, the Blue Falcon is like a movie franchise character. And it's basically about how like, the reboot, the like dark, serious reboot that they're making of the Blue Falcon franchise is like super serious, but like everybody hates it in the test screenings. So what happens is that the main villain basically creates like a fake uh, Blue Falcon villain to terrorize this test screening. So that so, word so doesn't come that, out. Yeah, I did. 
So this it's is all, super it's like goofy. A, it's, it's, it's a, a really one. goofy plot. See, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see. So, so I didn't see that one. So like again, so again, but again, it's like if without knowing that that directed DV, I mean directed video movie. Put, it's like, put it this way. Man, put it it's this like, way. Who the who the hell is this movie made for? Because Blue Falcon is like one of those characters that that you know. Unless you grew up with Hanna Barbera, you know that Blue Falcon is competent and Dunama is the dumb dumb. I mean, like Blue Falcon, it sounds like goddamn Lenny from uh, from uh, Mike Smith. It's like, okay, BF, like I am going to save you. And it's like, and you know, you got Blue Falcon serious, like something he's tied up, and it's like, and he's relying on Dynama to like, you know, you know, do, like you know, stretch out and like, you know, like you know. And help him out, and he usually bubble his way to helping out Blue Falcon. That's I mean, like, like the, pretty much like the, the whole cartoon. The the only real way that, or or you could be like weirdos like us that know Blue Falcon from Harvey Birdman. Yeah, where, that's, uh, that's like where where Blue Falcon, uh, Maurice Lamarche decides to give him this like really like Spanish calculon voice, where it's like, "Hello, everyone." It's going to be a time for parties. It's just like this, like obnoxious, like, you know, yeah. Spanish Antonio Banderas interpretation but, of him. So like I kept expecting yeah. every time that I saw Blue Falcon, I was just expecting him to be like, you ruined me. But I, honestly, what I think is funny is, 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 it's like, I feel like even with Harvey Birdman, even though they do like fucked up shit with the characters, they still kept the spirit of them. It's like, I feel that, I feel that the way that Warner is going with these characters, it's like, it, it's like, okay, you're making it for kids, but it's like, it's not going to be like, like you're, you're making way too many changes with these characters. I mean, like, like, like Scooby-Doo, I mean, like pretty much Scooby-Doo and the gang are pretty much consistent, but it's like, you know, you're making like, you know, Blue Falcon as this millennial that's, you know, fuck up. And then Dynama is the most, you know, is the competent one. It's like, okay. And then you have Captain Caveman like showing up and it's just basically Tracy Morgan. It's like, it's imagine doing an SNL skit with Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman. And I still got some laughs out of him, especially when he was talking, especially off the one, the one joke that caught me off guard was about the bird drop. It's like, watch out for the bird droppings. And if you do, if you do use it, it's good for lotion. It's like, yeah. That that is like okay that that's like a Tracy Mor- like that's like mostly a Tracy Morgan ad lib and that and like I didn't expect it that's what cracked me up but yeah. again it's like it's like it's not even Captain K man even though he did do the uh, did do the like the catchphrase and all that stuff it's like yeah. it's like and, it's and, like and you know um, just just so people um, have a better idea of the movie like the whole plot is that. You know, for like the first 10 minutes, they try to like include a whole Scooby-Doo origin kind of thing. And then they just immediately go into like, OK, the Mystery Inc. is already established. But then there's this whole fucking Simon Cowell thing where they're told that, oh, Shaggy and Scooby are actually more of a detriment to you guys. So the two of them basically, you know, go off in a huff where it's like, oh, we could be able to do fine for ourselves. But then Scoob is the key to this whole thing that Dick Dastardly is trying to do. Remember Dick Dastardly yeah. from like 
wacky, wacky racers. Wacky and racers, then, yeah. Yeah, and then what happens yeah. is that Shaq or, and Scooby... Or, uh, or this, uh, this is serious, uh, again, this is like, uh, I don't know if anyone, like any viewers that grew up in, uh, either in the 90s or 80s that had VHS copies of it, but there's like a series of where Dick Dastily and and Muttley, they will fly these barren, these World War II barren airplanes to stop a carrier pigeon for delivering a message. And they always like fail. It's it's like a Wiley Roadrunner cartoon, but they always like like they always screw up. Yeah. Like, and, so you're, you're like, you know you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, vaguely. Um, vaguely. Going to, um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's one of those. Again, it's not it's, an HBO Max. Like I wish it, I know it's I, not. I, I, I know it's not HBO Max. It's, I wish it was it's so obscure. I, honestly, it's so obscure. I probably you have probably have to go onto YouTube and look this up, look it up. Yeah, um, uh, look it up. But but I mean, with Dick Dastley, like here's the thing: the first time I saw Dick Dastley, I thought uh, like it didn't work for me because his voice is not nasally enough. It's not the mustache twirling. I mean, fuck. Even uh, Fy Molina, who played a uh, Snappy Whipflash in the live action Dudley Do Right, got you know got the mannerisms, got that you know got that much as twirl villain thing down. It's like, I felt that, felt that, yeah, it just, it just played it too, like, like too normal. It's like, it's not broad enough, but what won me over is, is his, his reason for going <laughs> was looking for this damn treasure because as he explained how he, lo- uh, like, do you want me to, uh, Spoil? Should I spoil Scoob? Or? No, no, no. We're to, we're talking openly. His whole thing. Go for it. Okay. So, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry if you have it, but mid mid. There's a mid movie spoiler. Basically, Dick Dessler is not only looking for treasure, but he's trying to rescue his his partner Muttley. And when he explained how he how he lost Muttley, it was the funniest thing I have ever seen. It's like okay, they got like. Like they, they pretty much nailed that dynamic, and it's like because him with the robots wasn't working for me. But when he started introducing why he was going for Muttley, it's like okay, I was endeared to endeared to uh, Dick Dastardly, even though like I felt iffy on his voice. You you know what I think happened with this movie is okay. So some background scene stuff that I've noticed, and I'm just putting my theorizing hat. Um, is that one, apparently the opening of this movie, the op- the opening of this movie when they were first working on Scoob, because they've been working on Scoob for a good bit, you know, like it, it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty important property where it's like, this is the first like 3D iteration of arguably our most important animated property. And yeah. they were going to have like I mean, a... Like this- most likely this movie has been in like like been in production for like six to seven years. Like yeah. on average, like any new IP, like any any movie, like especially Pixar, Disney, most likely they've been in production for at least six to seven years. Um, just keep in mind, guys. Yeah. So um, so in the original iteration, they were going to have like a 10 minute opening sequence where the Mystery Inc. van was going to be in a wacky race. You know, like we were going to see like all of these other Hanna-Barbera characters in this like single you know, gigantic race. And then we were going to go into this whole thing with like Dick Dastardly trying to like collect these skulls. And I almost wonder and and this is me putting my theory hat on. Yeah. 
I think what happened is that instead of just like committing to what I think would have been like really fun opportunities to be able to like introduce these Hanna-Barbera characters, like going into just like what happens at the end, there's a whole thing that happens where Shaggy ends up basically in a whole nother, you know, dimension, essentially he ends up in the underworld. And I thought that would be a fun fucking premise for a Scooby-Doo show where it's like, imagine like the mystery ink gang and blue Falcon having to hop to different Hanna-Barbera universes. I mean, that's trying to rescue Shaggy. I mean, that's essentially the Lego movie. Yeah. That would have been fun as hell. Like imagine like one episode, they go to the Flintstones and then next the Jetsons. And then like the next they're in like fucking space or the problem. problem, You could go even cooler. It would have been overwhelming. It would have been too much. Like I think what they either should have. You think they got cold feet? Because that's what I think happened. I think like like, in the the end credits. Cold feet. Well, I mean, like, it probably got cold feet, but but my thing, I mean, like, it probably got cold feet, and they and I think they felt that um, felt that there was no uh, there was no connected tissue to this movie. There's no heart to the movie, hence why you got Scooby the relationship with Scooby and Shaggy, which is like, I mean, again, it's a simple plot, and I mean, like, and like you kind of understand what the movie like the movie theme is really simple. And I think that's what happened. Happening over development, where it's like they, they got wanted, they probably, they probably, yeah, they probably want to do. And honestly, I think the wacky races would have been fine, unless. But again, it's like you got to pick which character you want you want to follow. Well, well, and, clearly, and, clearly, in in the end credits, it actually kind of pissed me off. Is that in the end credits we we seen all these little teasers about shit, yeah. where it's like that would have been as hell like there's a whole thing where like dynamite ends up making like a falcon force and we see characters like captain caveman milla gorilla jabberjaw and adam and you know apparently like saving a city you know in fact they even give like captain caveman like little avengers armor and stuff like that something really goofy and then like we see a following clip where it's like the mystery ink gang like is with like dr quest from johnny quest and it's like Man, where was this shit? This would have been again. Fun. It would it would have felt tired because it like again. It's like when you start introducing that world building stuff, like that's I mean that's the prop that's the problem with a lot of these movies that are being made today, because like they want to do like all these franchises, they want to do the, all these open worlds, but but I mean like also look at the Lego movie. Like the Lego movie started strong, but then it, like then it depreciate over time. They made too many movies at too little time. And again, there was not enough variation. Uh, except for like the first two, like, you know, like although, first, except for like Lego, Lego movie and Lego Batman. Although the but, different the the different circumstances though is that clearly the core idea they were thinking with Scoob when they were, you know, brainstorming it is that okay. Everybody's in the same house now. We need a way to be able to reintroduce these characters because we had a Flintstones project. We were going to do like a whole thing with Seth MacFarlane. That fell through. Uh, We were going to do like a Jetsons movie, a live action Jetsons movie with Robert Rodriguez. 
that fell through. The only viable property that we have at the moment is Scooby-Doo. But we're sitting on literally dozens and dozens and hundreds of characters that we're not we're not being able to. But what what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that using somebody like Scooby Doo to kind of like reintroduce these characters or at least like create a new framework where like these characters can exist in like this kind of world and everything like that. Like, I know it would be complicated. I know that it would kind of get like convoluted, but but clearly them trying to do that kind of idea would have been so much more interesting than what I think what happened to this production where they tried to make it an origin story about Scoob and Shaggy, but that's kind of so much more boring story than like what clearly the people who made this movie wanted to do is what uh, I feel. But, but, here's, but here's the thing. It, like, again, it's like you, you're you like, you keep going down this rabbit hole where it's like, yeah, we could throw in like all these crazy things. Like, you know, we can do the wacky racist reference. We could do all these, you know, crazy ass references and all that stuff. But the problem is, is Scooby-Doo is mostly for kids. It's like, and not that many kids know who the fuck Magilla Gorilla is. Uh, like, uh, but, kid, but kids like a giant purple gorilla is what I'm saying. You can make kids like giant. You can make, you can kids, make kids. I mean, like you can put anything in front. You can put you can put things in front of them, and they'll probably like it, or they probably don't like it. But again, <laughs> again, I feel that I feel that they tried it, but it just didn't work, and it would have made the movie a bigger mess. Like again, I would, like I would rather these, like, I, I would say I would rather an ambitious mess of a 3D Scooby Doo film trying uh, to create like a Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. I would appreciate something more like that than what we ultimately ended up with, where I mean, like, well, you, even, you see even, hints even, even the of stuff, the film well, it could be, but it's well, so much even, more challenging. Well, problem is even the hints that I did see, I brought, I'm very skeptical about it because it's like they don't even capture the spirit because a speech. I mean, pretty much they had to modernize these characters, but but it's like to the point where where it's like either you have to like play to like the younger generation, or you really have to be like you know, or you have to keep the spirits of these characters. Like for example, um, like like I mentioned, it's like even though. Like the uh, humor and all the situations are adult, uh, don't oriented. Harvey Birdman still like still like still kept the characters in their spirit. It's like yes, it's that's like, what made know, that show like so this. fucking funny. It's like so the whole thing. Funny. That's the thing, and it's like they didn't even get the Blue Falcon. And like again, they just nerfed they nerfed Blue Falcon and Dino Mud. And it's like okay, you- it's like. You're doing that, and then Captain Cayman is like, uh, it's like Tracy Morgan. So it's like, so if Captain Cayman shows up, you like what? We're gonna get like more Tracy Morgan doing his shtick. Hey, like that's, see, let, hey, see, Harvey Birdman shows that there is a way that you can do it. You just, but, uh, but again, it's it's but again, it's one of those things where it's it's directed to. People that grew up with these characters and like we're already like Harry Birdman has been off air for like almost 20 years. Like none of these kids have seen these characters like 
like in like in the original form. Like well, they and well, Harvey, Bird, Harvey Birdman was able to come out at like a unique point. But it, it was again, the it was the, it was the perfect with timing. Us. But again, but again, yeah. it's like even 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 people that watch Harvey Birdman turning at law, they were still watching McGillic Gorilla at three o'clock in the fucking morning in the nineties. Like we, you can see, we were the last generation. We were the last generation where remember, folks. They used to show like Yogi Bear and stuff like that on yeah. TNT and TBS. Like it, it, it used to be stuff yeah. that would still be like easily watchable. And I mean, like, of course, like kids like us, we grew up with. This was even before Boomerang. Like we grew up well, with no, these no, Boomerang, characters. No, Boomerang was on. No, no, Boomerang was around on Cartoon Network. It's just that. Boomerang. So here's the thing: before Boomerang became like an actual channel, it was their it was their it was their early morning block. And I remember this because, like, sometimes I will like sometimes wake up early in the morning, like from nightmares, or I usually stay up late at night and I try to sneak down downstairs while my dad uh, while my dad is like sleeping on the couch, like watching the Westerns. I would turn change to you know. Change to uh, change the Cartoon Network, and it's like, yeah, that's where you get your Miguel Gorilla, you know, uh, Adam Ant, like all these, like all these, like Ooh, old America. If you, if you stay, Fui, if you stayed like, up late enough, that's when you would see like the really odd shit, like the Gary Coleman show or the yeah, Mr. Like T banana show. Splits. It's like even the, even <laughs> with the banana splits, it's like like the really eclectic like, ones. Like, that's what I'm like. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like it's only a certain generation that that knows these characters, like, or have seen these characters that will get, you know, that can get it. It's just that, you know, it's I, like I just feel it, like there's some like, well, there's well, some characters the that I feel like there's some characters that on a fundamental level would still be quirky and odd enough. To where I mean, you could get away with it with the crossover. Like, if you had the Mystery Ink gang meet up with, like, the fucking Herculoids, you know, just for, like, a, just for like a split second. You I know, mean, it's like... The like Thunderboards? Uh, like, the, thunder, the Thunderbirds and all that? I mean, no. Uh, thunder... No, sorry. Thunder the Barbarian. Sure. Fuck it. Let's do it. I mean, like, Space Ghost, Thunder the Barbarian. I mean, it's like... Uh, Here's like, what I'll say. Got, Here's what I'll say. The big mistake that I think that... Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Animation had with what they wanted to do with this film would have worked infinitely better as an HBO Max exclusive series where you could call it like Scooby-Doo meets, uh, I don't know, like Scooby-Doo uh, travel uh, visits the universe or Scooby-Doo. Okay. Versus the universe where it's like each episode is just like, you know, you you create the premise where it's like it's them trying to save Shaggy. You can have the original crew and every episode is them just like hopscotching the around problem, these but different again, but again, the universes. Problem, the problem with it, again, the problem that I have with it is, is you kind of break again. It's like, the, and again, the problem with it is it will only work if you have Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. That's why I say, like, that's why when I was growing up the, with the TV movies, like Scooby Doo meets the Boo uh, Brothers. No, 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 no. no. That, 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 that was dark. That was dark era. Shit. But again, but they kept, but they kept, but again, but again, those films are lot awful. Those films I, are so I watched bad. the shit out of those movies. Like it's so bad. Don't you don't you don't you don't you be smirk my my nostalgia? They how they dare are, you. They are terrible. How, it's how it's the whole dare reason, you, sir. 
it's no, the whole reason no. it's the whole reason that like no, when, when, when they made like the racer one even then the scooby-doo people were like this shit blows we need to like wait like five six years and just like try to like do something else with this property and then we ended up with arguably the best thing scooby-doo's ever done which is scooby-doo and zombie island you know, somehow we ended up with that completely refresh the franchise. And then we went on from there. You know, yeah, we get but, some but, we but get some shitty thing. content and we got some good content. Now, Robert, Robert, don't tell me that you didn't that you hate those movies. Like I, you, 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 you were you are younger than me, son. You know, you love those movies. Reggie, you want me to disclose something as a as a what? final note? As surprising as it is that I am defending um, the, 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 the the pitch that I have for like what would be one, a cool new way to do a Scooby-Doo story and two, a way to introduce like all of these classic Hanna-Barbera characters in like a really fun, goofy way. I didn't much care for Scooby-Doo even when I was a kid. It was not my show. I was a Looney Tunes kid. I was a Nick. I was a Nickelodeon kid. I was a Fox Kids kind of person. I was not a Scooby-Doo person. And even as much credit as I can give to the franchise, even I recognized that the red shirt shaggy stuff was like bottom of the barrel. Like you really got to go back to just like, like I was a prude. I was an animation prude even when I was like seven or eight. And I can even tell like, they're really just like nah, nah. standing still. Every single every single crash is off screen. You know, every single like thing that would involve something moving is just like object moves off screen, shakes. Then we see still image moves off screen, shakes, still image moves off screen, shakes, still image like any actual like action. Is okay, okay. You gonna sit up there and make fun of like how cheap these movies, these things are made? Fuck yeah! I mean, like, uh, oh no, like, uh, oh no, don't get me started on like some of those anime that you love, like Dragon Ball Z. Those two dudes are just sitting there charging, like they just like two drawings, and it's still charging up for a good five minutes. Uh, except we still have things like illustration and composition, and also uh, that's I'm I'm actually one of the people that is with Dragon Ball Kai. Dragon Ball Kai gets rid of a lot of that filler. So if that's your main issue with it, just just watch Dragon Ball Kai. Makes it tight, makes it sweet. There's clearly like actual action and coordination. You actually have like some of the like Akira Toriyama's artwork that is the basis of it. The red shirt shaggy stuff is anti-art. It is antithetical to the concept of a creator. Is that my garbage, damn it? You don't be smudge my garbage. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It. I have to. But uh You're such a stop. Like, no, 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 no. Don't 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 even come don't even come to me with that non uh, nonsense talking about, oh yeah, you can just introduce everyone to the wacky races. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like have it like yeah, make a movie for a bunch of teenagers and kids that they're not familiar with the characters. Like I think that's why, honestly, they got cold feet. Or either they have, or they either they have characters. I mean, or either they have have uh, you know, or either or either they have like executives that feel that nah, 
Let's just let's just modernize them. I mean, like that's why you have Blue Falcon like going on Instagram. And, like, and, and again, that's where they that's, made that's where they made the mistake. They made the mistake. They tried to make a Marvel movie instead of trying to make either a Scooby Doo movie or a Hanna Barbera movie. That uh, again, that's what I feel like. They tried to make a superhero movie, but this isn't really a superhero movie. And I don't know. Uh, what's a, what's about, your what's again, your what's your final grade for it, Reg? Like I said, for Scoob, I would give it. Even though there was like like I'm again, I'm very conflicted with this movie. Like, and I know like uh, watching some other YouTubers, they were feeling the same way. Like that's the thing. It's one of these movies where. Where if you grew up watching Scooby Doo, or you like, you know, or even in, or even you love like the Hanna Barbera cartoons, it's like watching this movie and seeing where Warner Brothers hinting at, or where they're going with it. It's like, it's like I, I like, I don't know if you know, I don't know if I'm going to dig this or not. For um, for, so what it's, say, for what it seemed like, I would like, say I'd give it a five, five out of ten. For what it seemed like, the movie was trying to go for and for what the movie could have gone for. It's just kind of weird that like, I mean, obviously we're, it's a totally indifferent environment, right? Where it's like, you, you, you couldn't really market this movie massively. And because the first thing that people are really going off of is that first trailer where it's like, okay, he's with the superhero, the Blue Falcon, unless you're like fucking animation, you know, millennial weirdos like the two of us or people that grew up in the 60s and 70s. You don't really know who the fuck that is, Um, but you're trying to like present it almost as like a Scooby-Doo origin story, even though that's really like only in the first five five minutes of the movie i almost got the impression of it that i got from like spongebob sponge out of water you know not the one that's gonna try to come out but the uh the second one the one that had like the live action elements where it's like when you look at the trailer the trailer makes it seem like it's a oh it's like a send-up of like the avengers where they're gonna be in the real world and they're gonna be superheroes except when you actually watch the movie that sequence is like five fucking minutes out of a hundred minute long movie. Like, like the actual movie is like this, like dimensional time traveling space dolphin, weird fucking like, film. Again, again, that's, that's why, like, again, that's why appeal, like as dumb as SpongeBob, like as dumb as SpongeBob is as a concept and even as a character, it's like, that show usually will get the, them laugh out of me. It's like they, they usually the, find ways to make it entertaining and, and make it and, funny. And that's what I mean. The like, Sponge Out of Water movie, even though the trailers lied and tried to make it seem like something that was almost trendy, you know, seems like they're chasing after that, like, you know, 3D live action adaptation trend that was still kind of strong enough, even in like 2015 when it came out on the tail end of it, it's still trying to like appeal to that where it's like, it's SpongeBob and Patrick in the real world. But then the actual movie is this like really weird, fucking almost surreal kind of narrative. It's a first it's it's, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a, funny it's funny that sponge out of water 
was a movie that was still kind of like true to the spirit, even though they had to lie to the audience <laughs> to be able to get people to see the movie. Yeah. And I, I had the smallest liver of hope. Because I already kind of knew that Scoob was going to have these other Hanna-Barbera characters in it. I was crossing my fingers. I had a smidgen of hope where it's like, could you imagine if they went into this like prehistoric area and it turned out to be bedrock? Could you imagine if they were able to just like keep that secret? And then you, when they tried to discover the other skull, they end up like coming face to face with Fred Flintstone. Could you imagine just how like how weird and strange that would be where it's, it's like, wait, 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 strange, Bedrock but, but is in like a weird pocket city in the planet's again, core? What? Again, it'd again, be weird, but it'd be fun. It'd be weird, it's a but fucking cartoon be, movie. It's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon movie. Make again, it it's, it's, again, it's weird, but at the same time, at the same time, it's not, it's not, it's not like the shit Lego movie where they could do shorthand cultural references, where now they can like create new characters, but like, say, uh, like, in the, even in the first movie, when they throw in this, like the random gag with Star Wars, where they throwing Lando and Chewie like fly in with the Millennium Falcon. It's like it, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's a funny gag, and it's like it's quick. It's in and out. It's like I don't like I don't like again. It's like the more that they try to, it's not like Scooby Doo is not the great conduit for this whole you had a barbaric universe because it's like you have to you have to you have to like reconcile that this character I mean like you, now you're dealing with a talking dog but you have to deal with all these weird ass characters that are, that are floating in and out all I'm saying but is all I'm saying is what do you have to lose what do you have to lose you know especially 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 launching something like hbo max you have the perfect fucking platform to where if you introduce a movie that like integrates all of these different characters into like a singular universe you know fucking some kid discovers that and they see like like a space ghost showed up in a fucking episode they could be like oh i'll watch space ghost and then they can watch like the original series but then they end up watching space ghost coast to coast and just end up having like a completely bizarre sense of humor like most of our generation you know a positive development i'm saying that you really are stretching that because Again, well, they already got. The, I mean, they already got the weird shit because they already got Adventure Time, Mace Warrior, Gumball. Like again, it's like all these, like all these I, current cartoons that you're watching, like all these current cartoons, the ones that are weird, like Uncle Grandpa. There are people that watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast, so it's like they, uh, like you're already, you're already get like. I mean, like kids are already are getting into weird shit. You, you know, humorously, humorously, and it can be a good end note to the episode. Um, you know that Eric Andre said that his primary inspiration for the Eric Andre show was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Like yeah. everyone, everyone says like, oh, he's like trying to do the Tom Green stuff. But he said, no, I was actually more inspired by like the like debilitating awkwardness and side remarks. Like, I think he even said that like Sorak was kind of like his um, was like the idea that he had for um, Hannibal Burris. <laughs> just having that kind of like guy on the side, just like saying weird shit. 
or deflating stuff, <laughs> just interjections. Um, and yeah, so Space Ghost Coast to Coast is on HBO Max, but not Eric Andre's show. Time Warner or Warner Media, whatever you call yourself, get on that shit. I, I need that chaotic energy in my life. All right. Um, I feel like that's a good ending note. Oh, yeah. uh, Again, you get, uh, if you want that, that chaotic energy, what you, got? you could always rock the Joker. Joker is uh, Joker's on it. Joker is an Joker is an HBO Max exclusive as well because, as you well know, we live in a society. Yeah, we live in a society. All right, folks, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay smart, help out as you can. Um, you know. All that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. You could be able to listen to us on SoundCloud, on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, any support that you're doing is great for us. But if there's anybody else that you could support, uh, you know, any type of bail fund that you could be able to find locally or what have you, uh, do what you can to be able to help out. So with that said, uh, have a good night. Stay safe. Love y'all. This is Robert signing off. This is Reggie. Stay safe and good night, folks. Yabba dabba doo.